Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to episode 362 of Geek Town Radio. We are back after being off for a month or so whilst I was away. We're going to be back until Christmas and then we'll have a Christmas break and then we'll be back in the new year. But for now, I have with me... And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command. You are a toy! You weren't the real Buzz Lightyear. You're you're an action figure. You are a child's... Plaything, <laughs> Matt. It's <laughs> quite a long one, that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. That is. Yeah, I like that. So, how have you been? It's been a while. Yes, been a bit of time. Hope you enjoyed your break and everything. Yes. Mosquito Coast came back, as well as another Apple TV Plus show. But you've got the other one on your list. So this is kind of Apple's attempt at doing a Breaking Bad esque kind of story, but the main character doesn't have cancer. Um, <laughs> this is essentially. Uh, it's more of a bit more of a family involved story than what Breaking Bad is where the main character his wife and his children go off on the run because they did something now throughout the entirety of season one you're left to sort of guess what they did more so what the dad ended up doing and in the season two premiere because we're now four or five episodes into this season in the season two premiere they explain what happened and uh they get more into it in like the present day storyline as well in terms of like what's going on and the family sort of like gets a bit disrupted and whatnot they start to sort of fall out a little bit and, and that kind of thing they still got pretty much the same qualities that have before they end up at kind of this camp-esque sort of place where they're not sure if they can trust the leader who's there and it's another one of them situations they sort of go from place to place a little bit where the dad always acts like I mean he acts panicked at certain points because he's on the run from a particular group of people but he tries to sort of be like hey everything's gonna everything's gonna be fine you know I've got like this planned and that plan and we're gonna go here and we're gonna do this and that and even when something goes wrong which is relatively often he's like hey but I've got this backup plan and that backup plan and it does work pretty well and it, it adds that sense of stakes and, and tension and whatnot it also is interesting through the dad of when he is backed into a corner what is his next plan which was one of the interesting parts of something like Breaking Bad like when Walter White would get caught by somebody or you know wouldn't necessarily have a full plan and and that kind of stuff but that's what makes those shows so good and everything 
They do some uh, interesting development with the, well, not really kids anymore, the sort of young teenagers with the son and with the daughter in this season because they do a couple of things a bit more on their own. I've been enjoying that. Have you started the show yet at all? I haven't. It's on my list of things to start. I've been told it, it is a sort of bit Breaking Bad, a little bit Ozark. Um, yeah. Yeah, so very much my sort of street, I think, this. It's just one that I've not managed to get to. That I'm way behind on things because of being away for so long and I don't watch quite as much TV when I'm away. So um, mm. desperately trying to catch up with stuff. There's a whole bunch of things that came out while I was away that I haven't managed to catch yet. But uh, yeah, this is one that I do need to start at some point. Nice. Other than, like I said, some shows that you've got listed. And I talked about like Cyberpunk on the Geek Town Awards. So I, I thought I wouldn't put it down here again. But I did recently finish that and that was great. Got a new Last of Us trailer. I think it was yesterday, wasn't yes. it? Or the day before? A little bit out of the blue. There was like a Comic-Con that, that went on. Yeah, and there, there was, was like a, a panel. and Big Comic-Con in Brazil, it was. Yeah. And they, dro- yeah. they dropped a load of stuff over the weekend yeah yeah they dropped a new trailer they're calling this the official trailer the first one was a teaser which is the one that i've watched more times than i can count (laughs) on two hands this new trailer gets into like a few more things it sort of shows clickers again it shows a um i can't remember if it's a bloater or a um one of the big ones that uh that they have so that they show off like one of them and it's like i talked about with robert yesterday on on gaming talk because we talked a bit about game to tv and film adaptions because there was a new mario trailer as well for me, with something like The Last of Us, because we also talked about like Fallout and, and, and some other things as well, with something like The Last of Us and The Witcher, which you know have to stick to a certain type of material, otherwise you don't tell the same story. Mm-hmm. It's not always just about, hey, let's just tell the exact same story through TV. Sometimes it's about watching that particular thing literally kind of come to life. Like you're actually seeing, you know, instead of computer sort of characters and whatnot, which look great in this day and age, obviously, with, with games, but... Sometimes it's also about seeing, you know, real actors on real sets and, and that sort of thing actually play out the, the story uh, and, and sort of see that. So as we've seen a bit more, seeing other characters in this new trailer and you get to see a runner at some point, that's like the sort of normal infected, but they obviously run around and a few more locations and characters. There's a bit more dialogue in this as well. I don't. There, there was like a voiceover in the first trailer, but there wasn't any actual dialogue. There's some dialogue in this trailer and it, it's, it's just looking, because obviously as a fan, you know, because this was announced, what, a, a year or, or so ago? Obviously, this it's took not a long longer, time. yeah. <laughs> I've obviously thought about, like, and tried to visualize, okay, what would this actually look like and what would it look like tonally? And so far, it looks almost exactly like how I sort of imagined it mm-hmm. would or, or hoped it would. And a few people have said that, I was like, this might be like a like a dream come true type of thing. Because sometimes you get adaptions of these video game things, and it's like, uh, what have you done with this? So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, it's not even that far away now, is it? No, um, it's... It's, it's 5th of December today, so yeah, uh, it's, it's January 15th or 16th for Sky. Did you see the new trailer? I did, yeah. I've I've watched through the new trailer. It does look great. I mean, it's been a while. I haven't played the second game yet, and it's been a while since I played the first game, but they really seem to have captured it incredibly well. Pedro looks great, and so does Bella although they aren't the actors that played them in the video game, they do seem to have captured it really, really well. In actual fact, the trailer does give you a very, very brief look at the two actors that did voice the originals are actually in the trailer. Um, They're very, very quick shots, but Ashley Johnson, who appears to be playing Ellie's mother, which sort of makes sense. Yeah, they they said over the weekend she's going to be called Anne, I think. Yeah. Who's uh, Ellie's mother, who we never saw that story in the game. So they're, they're going to expand upon it even more. I think where you might get some interesting time stuff is 
where you'd play, let's say, one of these games for, let's say, 15 hours, and some of it would be cutscenes, let's say about five hours of that would be cutscenes, and a lot of it would be you'd be dying a couple of times, you'd take like, what, five, ten minutes to get through sections. You wouldn't really have like a ten minute section of an episode where they're trying to navigate around a clicker. So yeah. if, if you're sort of cutting that down to two or three minutes and then you can um because i think they're supposed to get more into frank and bill's backstory mm -hmm. this time as well there's a few shots of that in the trailer and yeah you've got what's his name troy baker i think he's going to be one of david's yes as well looks like um it, yeah. i can't remember if they said what his name's going to be but one of david's members of the group so if you're going even further back and like telling the story of ellie's mum and all that you'll be able to have more time to do that yeah um so, because if you've got, what, an eight, eight or a 10 episode season with like 15 minutes an episode. Um, so, yeah, very, very much looking forward to this. This is by far my most anticipated show, even above the Marvel stuff right now. But, uh, yeah, it looks uh, it looks pretty incredible. And I, I think just kind of like a cherry on top, not just having Neil Druckmann there, but Craig Mazin for mm -hmm. that kind of atmospheric stuff like you did with Chernobyl. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get another trailer between now and January, maybe like a few TV spots or some promotion. But, I'm sure um, there'll be bits and pieces, yeah. Yeah. I personally don't need to see like any more necessarily, like another mm -hmm. trailer. But, yeah, it's looking pretty incredible so far. So, yeah. Uh, that's some of the stuff I've been up to. There was a bunch of stuff we talked about on uh, Geek Town Awards. Yes. Uh, what have you been up to? Well, as you mentioned a couple of times, the Geek Town Awards we have launched on the website. So if you've regular to the show, then you know what that is. If you've just joined over the past year, we run the Geek Town Awards every December. They are an awards where we get you to go on to the website at geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and vote on your favorite things that you've watched over the last 12 months and also games that you've played over the last 12 months and there is a big prize giveaway as well as part of that so by just entering you're automatically entered into the prize giveaway and there is a huge box of geeky stuff you can win all of this the Geek Town Awards main prize this year includes, but is most definitely not limited to, things such as five Blu-rays, including James Bond No Time to Die, Top Gun Maverick and Ghostbusters Afterlife, collectible figures including Torchwood's Captain Jack, an Anchorman bobblehead, two Battlestar Galactica bobbleheads, and various characters from Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Rick and Morty, Batman Villains, The Walking Dead and Classic Horror, mugs from Ghostbusters, Stranger Things, Peaky Blinders, Top Gun and Squid Game card games from Friday the 13th, The Exorcist and Mrs. Brown's Boys. A whole stack of other geeky random stuff including a Walking Dead notebook, a Stranger Things guidebook, Big Bang Theory fridge magnets, two Rick and Morty plushies, a cuddly alien facehugger plushie, a Clockwork Orange t-shirt, an aliens t-shirt, an aliens satchel, a Rick and Morty blanket, a Lord of the Rings headscarf, Terminator and Hellboy building blocks and a whole lot more. We also have some geeky tech stuff including an Amazon Fire HD 8 tablet and a Google Chromecast with Google TV. It's really easy to enter. All you have to do is go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and fill out the form on the site and get voting. That's the awards list for this year. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that you can win. All you need to do, as I said there, is go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and uh, fill out the form. You'll be entered into the awards for this year and into the massive prize giveaway as well. Go to the website, go and do that. And uh, you could end up starting your new year with a big box of stuff. In terms of other stuff that 
I've been watching Mythic Quest came back for its third season, which is about, what, six episodes in, I think, now? Five or six episodes in? Really, really enjoying the third season. It's taken a slightly different direction because at the end of the second season, spoilers, but end of the second season, the two lead people on the Mythic Quest game left to form their own company. And it's really sort of following on from that and this sort of division between the Mythic Quest team and this uh, new company that has been formed. It's hilariously funny. And I've really been enjoying what they've been doing with this season because it creates this slightly different dynamic. Still got some interesting emotional moments. It still does that quite well, particularly this latest episode of sort of, you know, you get people in crisis of not entirely sure what they're doing and new leadership at Mythic Quest and how that's going. And we've had some characters which we thought had left and come back and really wonderful. Very much enjoying that. Have you caught up to this season yet? Oh, yeah. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying this season so far, I think. With where they left season two, you thought, okay, you can do another season, but how are you going to kind Mm -hmm. of thing? Because the group got a bit split up. But I think they've been... uh quite brave with some of the writing choices they've made in terms of like okay we are going to kind of keep some of these characters split up but they are still going to see each other but I, I really really like these characters a lot and like the sort of chemistry between them and everything just the way the show's handled actually separating them but sort of somehow keeping them together I think has been really quite great so uh, but no it, it makes you laugh a lot been very good so far this season and I think another season so we'll see uh, where they can go with things yeah looking forward to seeing more of that definitely been such a good show from the start it's another one of those like really high-end Apple shows they do such a good job with them I think it's funny as well though because I know NFTs at the moment in gaming have sort of gone a bit quiet but the way they've written NFTs into the show and, <laughs> yeah uh, you've got um, uh, Danny Pudi's character and he's talking about like hey battle passes and uh, all this stuff like how, how do we include NFTs and like what can what can we do yes it's, it's it. very yeah. good at, they've done a really good job in taking a lot of the stuff that the gamer community talks about and making yeah. fun of it and it works so well I mean clearly it's written by people that understand gaming so it's just really good really well put together one of the other shows that I watched whilst I was away in America in fact this was actually something that popped up on the entertainment system on the plane was Our Flag Means Death which I've managed to catch the first episode of which is a uh, Taika Wahiti produced and directed comedy. He's not actually creator of it. It's created by a guy called David Jenkins, who also created the TBS show People of Earth. But the basic premise of it is you've got this guy called Steve Bonnet, who is this sort of pampered aristocrat, and he's got this life of privilege, and he's bored, and basically kind of gives up everything, walks away from his family, and becomes a pirate in the 18th century. And he's trying to run his pirate ship with a sort of more modern sensibility, where you know, he's not a like vicious pirate captain. He's kind of got an entertainment room and stuff on the ship and he's treating all the uh, crewmates with a certain amount of respect and the rest of the crew don't really understand that. And that's not really how you treat pirates and they're expected to sort of be beaten down and they're not really pirating the way that they sort of think they should be. So the opening episode is basically them trying to figure out whether this is a guy that they want to uh, follow or not. Reese Darby plays Steed Bonnet, the lead character. Tyka actually appears in the show with Blackbeard. You've got people like Ewan Bremner in there, who is one of the uh, he's sort of first mate, I think, on the on the ship, who you'll know from things like Train Spotting. Christian Nan in there, who's uh, Hodor 
from Game of Thrones. Gus Khan pops up in there. Samson Kato is in there as well. Uh, Rory Kinnear. There's a really, really solid cast for it, and it's highly entertaining. I don't know why this hasn't been picked up over here yet, because it is mm. really funny, and it is a HBO Max series in the US, so it means that it falls outside of the HBO's normal deal with Sky. So it's one that we're waiting for somebody to actually pick up, but I really hope somebody does because it is very, very funny and um, well, well worth watching. So I managed to catch the first episode of that. The other thing that I caught was Titans season four. I caught a few episodes of that, which is, is only on its like sixth episode so far. Enjoyed the opening episode. It's slightly different. They're in Metropolis this time around and they're dealing with a character called Brother Blood is one of the big bad guys who is played by Joseph Morgan from Vampire Diaries is is the the character there. You've also got Franca Patent who's playing Mother Mayhem and you've got Titus Welliver who's playing Lex Luthor in this with a giant beard <laughs> for some reason but you know you've got the same group of titans as well along with uh Jay Lykeo who is playing Tim Drake again as well so he's sort of along for the ride a lot of the opening few episodes are dealing with Superboy because it's sort of Superboy's relationship with Lex Luthor because the Superboy in this show, Connor Kent, is sort of half Superman, half Lex Luthor. It's that variation of, of the, the Superboy clone thing. You've also got some of their powers with Raven and Beast Boy going slightly out of control. But I really like the opening episode. I thought they did a really good job with that. I know Titans has been somewhat uneven, I think it's fair to say, <laughs> over the seasons, but I actually rather enjoyed the last season when they were back in Gotham, and I'm, I think this is on a reasonable track as well. We don't know whether this is going to get renewed or not because of everything that's going on at, at DC, and we don't know whether it still fits in with the plan moving forward because, of course, the, one of the big things that happened recently was the fact that James Gunn and his producing partner are being named co-directors of DC Studios. They're basically doing the Kevin Feige role for DC, which, you know, was a decent selection of people, you know. We don't know exactly where some of this stuff will fit in, if some of this stuff will fit in, and whether it all get folded into a sort of new DCEU or, or what they're going to do with it. But um, Titans at the moment, we haven't got a premiere date for in the UK, but it should return to Netflix early in the new year. That's usually when it runs, but we'll have to wait and see when that lands. Did you drop out of Titans or are you still After, after season three, yeah. When season four comes around, I'll see what I do about that, but uh, yeah, it feels like they've been cleaning house a lot, especially with the TV side of things. Because I know that there's the, I think, upcoming fourth season of Doom Patrol. And some people have wondered, you know, will that get cancelled after that comes out? Which I've not kept track of Doom Patrol. But I think Superman Lois has got another season. So is The Flash. Flash is going to be ending. Because I feel like the, the ninth season is like the actual conclusion of the Arrowverse. Because mm -hmm. I think Javisa Leslie, a Batwoman's going to be in, in that season, I think. Superman Lois is in and out of the Arrowverse. Yeah. It's, it's weird and in the Stargirl they've recently got rid of which was kind of unofficial Arrowverse so it's a shame because you know although in the last couple of years the Arrowverse did kind of fall off a bit it was really really great at one point but yeah. you know if it can conclude in, in kind of a nice way with the Flash's ninth season that will be at least something be interesting to see yeah what I think it's uh, Peter Safran and, and James Gunn what they do with the film and TV side of things yeah because they can either do what Marvel did in the last two years which is like hey we're kind of going to 
get rid of like agent or finish agents of shield and all these other shows and then have like mcu disney plus shows and actually have just there's no like difference between the tv and the film it's all just mcu mm-hmm. yeah we'll see what they decide to do um we know there's a few upcoming films we know a bit more about what's going on with the films than with the tv because they've still got things like peacemaker floating around but it's like i said because i think i did a dc talk episode when they announced james gunn and peter saffron one of the things i kind of mentioned was like although you've got some good pockets of things you've got a few too many pockets of things yes like you like you sort of got Arrowverse in one bit and then titans and doom patrol in another bit and then dceu in another bit and then batman robert pattinson in another bit and then joker in another bit and then it's like there's just too many different areas of things mm-hmm. and some of them are fine on their own like joker and function on its own but then you end up with like three people playing batman two people playing joker and nobody playing currently superman and yeah so we'll see um yeah. what do you think they'll do with titans after this season? well i mean the easiest solution to this is if you are going to keep some of this stuff around and not fold it into one thing we said before the easiest solution is to use the elseworld branding which is a comic book branding they use a bit like the sort of what if branding that they use on the mm. mcu side branding anything that isn't main dcu brand it as elseworlds that way there is a very specific brand of okay this is a story which falls outside of our main universe and just make sure that whatever you do that comes from dc that is outside of the main universe has that on it so people aren't confused about well does this fit in doesn't this fit in they have said previously prior to the sort of james gunn piece saffron takeover was that it is a multiverse so you can have all these different stories but the problem is it gets very confusing as to what sits where so that would be one way to do it of just make clear branding of what sits within it and what doesn't the ridiculous thing is of course a lot of this hinges on the flash movie unfortunately because that is the thing that is going to sort of be the crisis event in terms of the films and that will reset stuff or at least that's what people are assuming it's just you've got to get through that flash movie and there's a lot of controversy around that flash film obviously with ezra so we'll see how things go i mean it's an interesting predicament that james gunn has put himself in the middle of to try and sort all this out they have been writing a bible for dc in terms of sort of how they envisage everything working and moving forward you know so peter and and james have been coming up with that so hopefully over the next 12 months we'll know a bit more about where they're going with things whilst they run through these various properties that they've got Mm -hmm. outstanding like blue beetle and shazam we've got coming up and the black film we've just had and you know we'll, we'll get to see how everything fits together hopefully soon i would like them to sort of do the kevin foggy marvel thing which is to bring up a screen and say okay 2023 is this 2024 is this 2025 is this and maybe just like the next three years or something 2023 to 2025 yeah and just say hey this is what we got coming up some of it will change a little bit but Here's our sort of plan, because after sort of what next year or so, we're not quite sure where where things are going, because even though there is still gaps in Marvel's schedule, which is more just making room for stuff, we know that like, okay, Fantastic Four and Avengers and like Mm Ant-Man and, you know, we we, there's there's a plan. So, yeah, we just want to know the sort of plan moving forward. And I know they're not quite there yet. They haven't been in the job that long. It's only been a month or so. So hopefully at some point, reasonably early in the new year, we might get some idea of them explaining okay this is how we're going to handle things and but we'll see i'm sure it will be a I mean, it might not be early. It might be kind of San Diego. They might turn up and do that sort of thing on stage. But we'll we'll see. But at least there is some competent leadership there now, <laughs> which they've been missing. 
In terms of other things as well, it was Wales Comic Con over the weekend, which means there are a pile of panels which are going to be uploaded for that. Some of them have gone up already. Uh, The great thing about Wales Comic Con is we can upload the whole panels for them. There was a Walking Dead panel, which was Ross McQuand, David Morrissey and Michael Cudlitz, which was hilarious and really good fun. So that is now up on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash geek town. There was a Star Trek Strange New Worlds panel with Anson Mount, Ethan Peck, uh, Christina Chong and Jess Bush. There was a Last Kingdom panel with Mark Rowley and Amas Fredovicus, I think his name is. Those are the two stars of Last Kingdom, and uh, that was a really fun panel as well. There was a Resident Evil panel with Neil Newborn, who is the guy that played Carl Heisenberg in Resident Evil Village, and he was also Nikolai in Resident Evil 3 as well. That was a really fun panel. I mean, I don't play Resident Evil at all, but he was really fun. That was a really great panel as well, with him talking about uh, various things to do with Resident Evil in that. There are also a few more panels going up. There's a Doctor Who panel which had Peter Davidson, Sylvester McCoy, Jenna Redgrave, Janet Fielding and Sophie Aldridge in it, which I mean, that was immense amounts of fun because they're a great group. There are three more panels as well. There's there's one for Torchwood. There is one for Stranger Things and uh, oh, Mark Shepard as well was the other panel that I got. So uh, those will all be going up on the YouTube channel. So go and check those out because they're all really, really good fun. So you can go and find those on YouTube. There was a number of things that happened while we're off as well. Uh, Stage got a third season, which randomly popped up out of nowhere and randomly popped up on BritBox of all places rather than the BBC, which rather upset a lot of people. And it's mildly annoying because the BritBox app is rubbish and doesn't really stream to TV particularly well. And um, yeah, so it's rather restrictive, unfortunately. But um, there is a new season of Staged, which I mean, I'm guessing you've not got BritBox. So no, as a lot of people don't have BritBox because we're in the UK and it's not necessarily worthwhile. I'm a little confused as to why ITV did that and why they didn't just save it as a launch thing for ITVX, which launches on the 8th, because that would have been quite a major launch thing. You could have put on ITVX rather than on BritBox, and there is some connection between ITVX and BritBox. But anyway, the first two seasons of Staged and the third season are now on BritBox. So I am going to try and watch that at some point because I do have a BritBox account, but it's just it's annoying because it won't stream properly to my TV. Neighbours was saved by Amazon Freebie, which was, of course, all over the internet. I mean, I haven't watched Neighbours in years, but for Neighbours fans, that's really good news. They took their sweet time making Mm. that announcement, but, uh, you know, because they they did a final episode and brought a bunch of people back and ended it. And then a couple of months later, or even a month later, then Amazon went, actually, we've saved it. That will be coming back. That was funny. My mum was talking to a a friend of hers who watched Neighbours and said, like, oh, it's been saved by... She's like, oh, Matt, do you know what Amazon and freeviews i was like yeah it's this like streaming service thing i was like it's not a freeview channel it's just called freevee because it was it, i couldn't remember at the time i had to look it up at the time it was called something else wasn't it before uh, uh yeah i'm i'm db tv or something yeah, it was i'm db tv yeah and i said to my mom like does that person know what that actually is <laughs> and uh they were trying to work it out i'm curious to see that the people that only kind of use freeview channels because some elderly people only only sort of do use yeah. those channels and, and like catch up services and that but 
them trying to uh, i mean freebie's got kind of a bit of a job on its hands of like communicating to that older because neighbors has been around for ages isn't it but yeah that audience has followed that show for a long time and telling them and explaining i mean i see some freebie adverts now and again but it doesn't quite explain like i guess what it is and, and that sort of thing and so, how to get it yeah, yeah how I to mean, get it yeah because it's not if they're flipping through their freebie channels you're not gonna find it yeah no so. it's yeah because it isn't a channel it is a free streaming service i mean at least that's one thing it is a free streaming service it's yeah. ad supported and they've got some interesting stuff on there i mean they're, they're running things like bosch legacy they ran the second season of alex Ryder. they have got original stuff on there and it is completely free so it's got that going for it you don't i mean you need an amazon account but you don't need an amazon prime account you just need a free amazon account to be able to get amazon freebie so at least although it is on a streaming service it's on a free streaming service and they're going to be putting the the episodes out in the same sort of format i think twice a week or something i don't think they're doing them daily but they're they're going to be going up a couple of times a week onto amazon freebie from i think they said the middle of next year so uh yeah i Mm. mean i'm just glad it's saved for the fans you know and it is coming back and they've got the amazon money behind it i mean you will interesting to see whether that changes what they actually do because i mean it can't have been that expensive to produce that show so one of the other bits of news was we got a new doctor who companion they announced millie gibson who was previously been on coronation street as the companion to shooty gatwa's 15th doctor so we don't know when she's going to show up whether she's going to show up in the david tennant episodes or whether she's going to show up when shooty takes over full time for his full season but she's like 18 19 years old so it's a younger companion it's a bit more of a sort of rose-esque kind of set up i think mm-hmm. with that yeah. but they look great together and i think you know i don't know the actress at all i don't know millie uh, you know i never really watched coronation street so i'm just excited for the fact that russell t davis is coming back to that show and the writing hopefully will be a lot better and i'm looking forward to the david Tennant episodes but shooty looks brilliant and we know that he's looks like from the little clips we've seen that he's going to show up in the anniversary thing as well as they sort of resolve everything that happened at the end of Jodie's run. So that's going to be um, an interesting one, I think. Are you looking to jump back into Doctor Who? Because I think you dropped away from it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I'll jump back in for Shoot to Get was run. I still want to catch like the, the last couple of episodes or last episode of Jodie's because I did like her Doctor. She was just hindered by writing which was a big shame um mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully in the future she can make some like guest appearances or something else just like how some of the others have returned in the past yeah. um i mean you it's a timey wimey show so it's not like you know if somebody goes they can't come back or something so it's looking like it's got some uh interesting stuff lined up got a new companion new doctor so. yeah and the other big new thing as well of course is the fact that they are going to be going out globally on disney plus which doesn't really change the production itself because disney aren't directly involved in the production of it but i mean there have been changes on the production side because obviously with russell t davis coming in but bad wolf have also come back and they're on board as the producer partners uh, which is the company that was set up by the two ex-producers so they're coming in to manage it and they've well known for doing decent high quality drama as well so you've got that production team in there you've got 
Russell T. Davis back, you've got this huge pile of money that's come from this Disney Plus deal. So it's going to be interesting to see what that does in terms of the production value on the show as well, because there is probably going to be quite a leap because they have got a lot more money available to them now to be able to produce the show. That, I think, was part of the reason that David Tennant coming back is... David Tennant was one of the most beloved doctors and they wanted a familiar face to kind of launch this sort of relaunch of Doctor Who. That I am really looking forward to. I think there's exciting things ahead for that franchise. One of the other bits that popped out was there was um, Prime Video. I've teamed up with Marvel to launch a live action Silk Spider Society TV show. So it's a live action Spider-Man adjacent TV series led by Angela Kang, who if you're a Walking Dead fan, you'll know she was the showrunner on The Walking Dead and she is going to be showrunner on this. If you don't know Silk, it follows Cindy Moon, who is a Korean American woman bitten by the same spider as Peter Parker. She escaped imprisonment and searches for her missing family on the way to becoming the superhero known as Silk. And this is just the first in a whole set of projects that Marvel, or rather Sony Marvel, it's that side, are doing with Amazon. It's basically the Spider-Man adjacent TV shows are going to be on Amazon rather than be on Disney Plus because they're coming from the Sony-owned characters rather than the main MCU characters. That's sort of interesting. You're a big Spider-Man fan. What are your thoughts? I don't know anything about Silk particularly, but I've, I've seen some of like photos and stuff, so she, she looks kind of cool. Already the things that are going for this sound more interesting and have more potential than the Venom films. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, there was hope there for a bit with with the Venom films. Not even just with the character of Venom, but with Carnage, they sort of messed them both up. I still think it was due to, like, a tonal clash where Sony knows that Venom and Carnage are supposed to be darker characters, but, you know, the Spider-Man brand is more family-friendly, so make it PG-13 so that you can get younger people in seats in cinemas so that you can make more money. I think that was essentially the idea there. With this hopefully being a bit tonally different and obviously you've got Amazon behind it, which is good. You've also got obviously Angela Kang here as well, who in my eyes, in my opinion, I think basically saved The Walking Dead. Yes. From Because even, even though where Scott Gimple has moved to now, which is sort of the, the head of Walking Dead TV stuff, and he's organized these interesting spinoffs, which like that's that's his lane now. He should you know stay in that lane and everything. But with Angela coming in and sort of just, you know, making the writing better on the walking dead making it more entertaining and you know just fixing it up a lot see with the walking dead finishing now uh so i'm happy for her that she's she's got an opportunity to work on this because you do sort of wonder when projects like this end like where certain talent's going to end up so at least she's got a place to go now which is good which is you know a bit of a different genre still sort of comic book stuff but a bit of a different genre mm-hmm. so uh, i'm curious to see what she can do with this in sort of a different thing but uh i think this has got some good potential behind it and for me not knowing that much about silk i'll let the tv show tell me all about her yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that sort of all works because this is sort of outside of MCU stuff as we were sort of talking about earlier. It is Marvel, but it is like with the DC stuff where you've got things all over the place. With Marvel, there are two distinct universes. There is the Sony Marvel universe, which is all the Spider-Man related characters, which they own. And then you've got the main MCU as well. And there has been some crossover because obviously we've had Spider-Man come across. But there are sort of two distinct universes going on there and there is a sort of Spider-Verse thing as well so uh, that's going to be interesting to see Mm. how that's all handled and with like Venom himself obviously Tom Hardy's 
version, you've had a few little nods and crossovers to the MCU. <laughs> and we, we wondered like where they're kind of going with that and, and everything. Obviously, it's between Sony and uh, and Marvel Studios to, to figure that out or to f- figure out who's getting which slice of what money, yeah. <laughs> which is basically what it is at the end of the day. So I wonder if this Silk stuff is going to, not MCU specific, but if it's going to, like, I'm not expecting Tom Hardy's Venom to show up in this, but if there's any nods to any mm-hmm. events that's happened, I do think, and this is unusual for me to say about a Marvel thing, I do think maybe for the first season, just just kind of establish like who she is, what she's about, what she can do, you know, establish her first as a character. Because even though there's some people that know about her, there's a bit of like unknown about her. So just like establish mm-hmm. her properly as a character first, and then maybe you can do some other stuff later. We'll see. Yeah. And as I said, this is supposed to be the first of a suite of live action Marvel shows that are coming to Prime Video based on those Sony characters. So is it just those, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the Sony characters because yeah. obviously all the MCU stuff is still going to be on Disney Plus. So yeah. uh, technically Venom sits in that. Technically Spider-Man himself sits within that as well. So, I mean, you could potentially get like a brief cameo from Tom Holland pop up in there. But I wonder, because now that you've re-established Andrew and uh, Toby and you've, yes. still got, and you've still got Tom... Because you have got three Spider-Men that you can mess about with or do different things. And some people have said, like, Andrew's Spider-Man would fit in more with this Sony stuff than what Tom's would. Yes. So if you could maybe, because I don't know where Toby sits in terms of, like, does he want to play Spider-Man for a bit or whatever, but because Andrew, I think, is a, a, a little bit younger. Yes. Um. So if you could, like, I don't know, I mean, I don't know the, the legalities of everything, but, like, if Sony did want to say, like, hey, we do want to use Spider-Man for something, you do have two other versions of him. So, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they could do that yeah i mean you could set this in another part of the spider-verse and do it that way and actually not use tom and keep tom as the sort of mcu spider-man and use say andrew as the sort of spider-man that's related to this stuff possibly but that would be an interesting way of doing it as well so we'll mm-hmm. see where that goes but uh yeah because that... isn't venom from a different earth i think i think so, and they are yes, doing a I multiverse think... story yeah. where andrew isn't from our earth either so yeah so there are the multiverse saga. we've got multiverse stuff that obviously the the MCU itself is leaning into the multiverse stuff. So there is a possibility of setting this in a sort of different universe to the rest of the stuff and and using a different Spider-Man for this. We'll see where they go with it, but interesting one that I thought. So that's all the stuff that we've been doing and things that have been happening whilst we've uh, been off air. But uh, let's move on to some more recent TV and film news. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So, we start off the TV and film news with renewals, cancellations, and pickups. And obviously, there has been quite a lot of TV cancellations and renewals whilst we've been off. One of the most recent ones, Moonhaven, which is an AMC series, which hasn't actually landed over here because a lot of the AMC stuff isn't at the moment, but uh, they originally renewed that for a second season. They've now reversed that and they've decided that that's cancelled after one season, which is a shame because that was a sci-fi show and it sounded quite good. That's now gone. The Midnight Club has been cancelled by Netflix after one season. That was a horror series, I think, from the people that did the haunting of. 
Mike Flanagan, I think his yes, name is. Yes, yeah, Mike Flanagan. Yeah. yeah, that's not making it past one season. That's gone. He's uh, signed an overall deal with Amazon. Interesting. Maybe that's why that's cancelled yes, after one season. Yes, I think that's why. Maybe there were some money disagreements and maybe. maybe Amazon said, hey, we'll come and get you. We'll do we'll, a deal with yes. you. Yeah. So unlucky on that one, Netflix. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, there's a couple more Netflix cancelled shows. One called Partner Track, which I wasn't even aware of until it was cancelled. And one called The Imperfects, which I was sort of aware of. It was one of those YA fantasy things that Netflix make a hundred of and sort of throw at the wall and see what sticks. It was one of those. So The Imperfects has been cancelled after one season as well. So they're both gone. There's... A show called Los Spookies, which has been cancelled after two seasons by HBO. That did actually run over here on Sky Comedy. Big Little Lies won't apparently be getting a third season, according to Zoe Kravitz, who said it's done. So that won't be coming back. It's been about three years or something. (laughs) Yes. Two, three years. You know, one of them seasons of a TV show, it's like we could continue, but we also couldn't if we, if we didn't want to. I remember not quite liking where they ended. It wasn't the worst ending in the world or like a cancelled ending, but the women make a choice and I was like, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that choice. And now it's not coming back. So it's been like three years or something. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Ackley Bridge has been cancelled after five seasons by Channel 4, which I know upset quite a lot of people, but that is not coming back. Why did that get cancelled? I thought that was really popular. People Um, liked that show. I don't know. They gave their sort of usual platitude of, uh, you know, it's been great, but we need to move on sort of thing. So I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure on the reasoning for that. But yes, that's that's gone after five seasons. And uh, whilst we're off, Westworld was announced that that wasn't returning for a fifth season that had been cancelled but as we've spoken about before and we said when we ended the Westworld season four podcast we basically were saying you could make another season there are a few threads you could pull on but they wrapped it up pretty well at the end of season four so it doesn't really feel like a cancellation that one they'd sort of come full circle so I'm kind of okay with that not coming back I think they did a reasonable job of wrapping that at season four and I mean they they had ideas for a fifth season, apparently, but didn't feel so much like a cancellation, that one. Yeah, there's sort of a similar to Big Little Lies there, where it's like, you could possibly make another season, but you could also end things there. And with how complicated of a show Westworld is, it was fine where they ended it. I, I mean, H- HBO have been trying to cut budgets quite a lot, and that's a very expensive show to make, and its numbers had been dropping off with each season. So, I, I mean, it sort of makes sense, and it had got to a reasonably satisfying conclusion anyway so yeah on the renewal side of things SAS Rogue Heroes will be back for a second season which is no great surprise because it has been a massive ratings hit it's like the third biggest show of the year or second biggest show of the year I think for the BBC so that was superb as well it was a really really good series it was from um, Stephen Knight who's the guy behind Peaky Blinders and just solid drama throughout it's well worth watching if you've not caught that yet Surface has been renewed by Apple for a second season proving once again, that having an Apple TV show with the letter S at the start of it is a really yeah, good idea. Yeah, if you're pitching a show to them, you've, you've got to have it beginning with S. Yes, there's like about seven shows they've got where we're getting with S, oh, which have been like yeah. superb. That's been renewed for a second season. Bad Sisters also renewed at Apple TV for a second season as well, which has gone down really, really well. Whilst we're off, The Sandman was renewed for a second season, but I don't think that's a huge shock to anybody because that went down really well. 
Tell Me Lies renewed for a second season at Hulu. That ran on Disney Plus over here. Tulsa King renewed for a second season, apparently after driving record signups for Paramount Plus. That's the Sylvester Stallone show that has been doing really, really well for them. So that back for a second season. Netflix has stuck with Ryan Murphy. They've renewed The Watcher for a second season. They've also renewed Monster for seasons two and three. Monster is the much talked about Jeff Free Dharma story thing, but obviously the second and third seasons will be looking at different serial killers, not Jeffrey Dharma. They brought that back for two more seasons. Other renewals, you've got Miss Scarlet and the Duke, that's been renewed for a fourth season. White Lotus renewed for a third season at HBO. And The Devil's Hour has been renewed for a second season at Prime Video. That was the Peter Capaldi series. I've watched a few episodes of that and I need to get back and watch it. I, it is really good. I just, like I say, I've been away and haven't managed to get back to it yet really good sort of creepy psychological thriller that uh, is well worth watching and peter capaldi sort of plays the antagonist in that really really good that's on prime video in pickups and other news there is a bunch of premiere dates we've got his dark material season three that's now finally got a premiere date that's coming sunday the 18th of december on the bbc will be running out weekly but he's also being dropped as a box set slightly upsetting people because it went out on hbo i think it's actually out now it might have gone out this weekend on hbo so for some reason the bbc have decided to run it a lot later and drop it as a box set rather than running out next day i don't know whether that's just a scheduling clash or what but that's what they've decided to do with it for the third and final season of his dark materials 18th of december for that La Brea is premiering on Boxing Day on Paramount Plus UK. That was a wonderfully fun, bonkers series. That's the one about the sinkhole that opens in Los Angeles and leads to a primeval world. Um, mm-hmm. Really enjoyed the first season of that. It's that wonderfully fun, silly, over-the-top NBC drama. The thing we'll do with the Brea is when one of the Star Trek shows come back and presumably airs weekly, I'll sort of use that to go back to Paramount Plus and then uh, mm-hmm. try out the Brea because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna subscribe to Paramount Plus just for the Brea. So yes, no, <laughs> uh, fair I'll, I'll try use that to sort of catch up. Yeah, CSI Vegas season two has got a premiere date as well. That's coming on the 28th of December. Really enjoyed the first season of that second season looks really good that's coming to alibi happy valley season three which i think last aired in 2016 i think been a long uh, time yeah, yeah it has been a while third and final season of that coming on new year's day that's on bbc one and iplayer hunter's second and final season that has got a premiere date also announced that that is the final season of hunters that's coming on prime video on that's on the 13th of january prime video also has a new series called the rig which is coming on the 6th of January. Rig's got a really interesting cast. It's, um, as you might expect, set on a North Sea oil rig. It's got Mark Addy in it. It's got Ian Glenn in it. It's got Emily Hampshire. It's got Martin Compton as well. And it's set on this oil rig where they're due to be collected and returned to the mainland and a mysterious all-enveloping fog rolls through and the rig's hit by massive tremors and they find themselves cut off from all communication and the outside world so it's got a bit of a horror feel to it it's a sort of horror thriller tense drama sort of thing going on but really good cast and it looked like that 
could be a really really good show it's got mark bonner in there as well so there's some really good people in that involved in that so that's coming on the 6th of January to Prime Video. Could be another really good British drama to look out for. Vikings Valhalla returns for its second season. That's on Netflix. That's on the 12th of January, first season. Now that was really good. And The Mandalorian Season 3 has a premiere date. That's returning on the 1st of March and will be horrifically confusing to anybody that didn't bother watching The Book of Boba Fett, I rather yes. suspect, unless they do something about the uh, the catch-up side of things and do a sort of, this is what happened in the two or three episodes of Book of Boba Fett where The Mandalorian showed up. Because the Book of Boba Fett, if you haven't watched it and you are a fan of The Mandalorian, is essentially The Mandalorian 2.5 sprinkled with some backstory for Boba Fett. But there are a number of episodes which are basically Mandalorian episodes. So you kind of need to watch The Book of Boba Fett if you're a Mandalorian fan and you haven't yet. I would suggest you go and do that before the 1st of March next year because those episodes are great and they're well worth watching and worth going to catch up anyway. In terms of a couple of new shows, there were some interesting ones that showed up that have been announced. Uh, ITVX have got a new drama. ITVX, of course, is the new ITV free streaming service that is replacing ITV Hub. And they've got some a bunch of original dramas starting on that. It actually launches on the 8th of December. They've got Spy Amongst Friends starting on that, which looks really, really good. There's a film of plebs called Soldiers of Rome, which is a sort of rounding off the uh, pleb storyline. There's a, a bunch of other things. I think they've picked up a few things from Warner Brothers as well. So they're like, they've got the whole of Arrow on there, I think. And there's a few other bits and pieces they've picked up. So it's going to be worth looking at, I think, ITVX. There's a whole bunch of interesting original dramas and a bunch of catch-up stuff that launches officially on the 8th. You can actually go and get the app now and go and sign up to it right now. They've sort of soft-launched the app in preparation for it, but the official launch is the 8th when a lot of the new content goes on. Yeah, I noticed the, the, the ITV because I was like, you know, on my Roku box and that, and it just suddenly came up with ITVX instead of Hub. So <laughs> it was interesting because I was uh, watching something on Sky and then it said like, hey, here we have some recommended shows for you and it had like all the Arrowverse where it had like <laughs> Legend, Supergirl, Flash and Arrow and all of them had all the episodes apart from Arrow only had all of its last season. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. You want me to watch the show but you don't have season one. <laughs> yeah. So you said that's going to be on? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's been strange. That's been picked up by ITVX. They've basically done a deal for a bunch of old content and a couple of new bits as well from Warner Brothers for ITVX and I remember Arrow was one of the things that was in that sort of box set stuff that they picked up. All American, I think, was the other thing that they they have picked up. And I think they ran the first season of that out on ITV2, but they've picked up a couple of other bits and pieces. So it's going to be worth exploring on the 8th that. One of the new shows that they have announced, which isn't going to be dropping on the 8th because they've only just announced casting for it, but it's called The Winter King. And uh, they announced casting for it. It's based on a sort of, it's actually based on a bunch of books, but they're based around Arthurian legends. Winter King follows Arthur Pren Dragon as he involves from the outcast to legendary warrior and leader. The drama is set in the 5th century, long before Britain was united in a land of warring factions and tribes where the world was brutal and lives were often fleeting. It's based on the Bernard Cornwell's Warlord Chronicles, which I don't know the books at all. So it's a sort of fantasy historical 
drama as you would expect for something which is an Arthurian legend sort of thing. But Ian DeCaster, who you all know from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he plays the young Arthur, so he's the lead in it. It's from... Yes, he's Fitz. Okay, yeah. So I he begins as an exile before coming the greatest hope of Britain. You've got Eddie Marsden in there who plays Uther, the father of Arthur, and uh, he's sort of old and battle-tested commander. Commands authority over almost all bar Merlin. A few other people in there. Uh, Nathaniel Martello-White, who was in I Hate Susie and Small Axe, he plays Merlin. Ellie James from I May Destroy You is Nimu. So a lot of sort of familiar characters in there. You've got Stuart Campbell, who who's in SAX Road Heroes as Durfell. Daniel Ings is in there from I Hate Susie and the Crown as Owain. Valai Kane from Gangs of London as Morgan. Simon Merrills from Good Omens and Nightfall as uh, Gundless, who is one of the rival kings of one of the warring tribes. There's a pretty solid cast in there. It's been written by Kate Brook, who wrote on things like Mr. Selfridge and A Discovery of Witches and Bancroft, and Ed Whitmore, who wrote Manhunt, Silent Witness and Viewpoint and they're adapting the Bernard Cornwell Warlord Chronicle books. They're also exec producing alongside Otto Bathurst, who is one of the people behind his Dark Materials, uh, Peaky Blinders. He also worked on Halo as well. He's going to be the lead director on it. And it's a production by Bad Wolf. As I mentioned earlier, they're the people behind various high-quality dramas like uh, Discovery of Witches, Hit Dark Materials, and Doctor Who as well. So it looks like it's going to be fairly solid drama sort of decent fantasy thing i mean i don't know how violent they're gonna get or whether they're gonna go for the sort of pg-13 audience for it but i think this has some interesting potential certainly arthurian legend drama that you're sort of this has got potential there's just just some of the the names and people and things that you listed on it so that's good it's quite possible that they may go down the sort of more game of thrones route with this and have it being sort of high-end fantasy historical setting and be quite violent but we don't know at the moment what sort of level that's going to be put at because it could go either way with a show like that yeah moving over onto netflix they did announce a interesting new one it was a week or so ago when they announced this but i wanted to kind of highlight it because it's netflix and they don't highlight their shows properly so uh there is one called Kaleidoscope, which is coming. It was previously known as Jigsaw, but it's now known as Kaleidoscope. And uh, one of the reasons I want to mention this, because it's kind of interesting and it's got quite a good cast. Giancarlo Esposito is one of the lead stars of it. And it's a heist drama. It spans 25 years and it's an anthology series. So uh, Giancarlo is only leading this, this first season. It follows this, a crew of masterful thieves as they attempt to crack a seemingly unbreakable vault for the biggest payday in history guarded by the world's most powerful corporate security team and with law enforcement on in the case. Each episode reveals a piece of an elaborate puzzle of corruption, greed, vengeance, scheming, loyalty and betrayals. How did the thieves plan it? Who will get away with it? Who can be trusted? And uh, it is loosely inspired on a real life story where $70 billion in bonds went missing from downtown Manhattan during Hurricane Sandy. And it's eight episodes. The interesting thing about this is you can watch it in any order. So each episode is set at a slightly different point in the heist. And they've designed it and constructed it in such a way. So there is a finale episode, which obviously is the one that you're supposed to watch last. 
But regarding all the other episodes, the other seven episodes in the series, what they're saying is you can start wherever you like. You don't have to watch it in any particular order. And each tells a different bit of the story. Then the episodes are called like yellow or green and blue or violet or orange. So you can just pick a color, basically, and start somewhere and then pick another episode and you know some of them are set six months before the heist some are set just after some are set a year after some are set as the heist is going on but they are claiming that you can do it you can basically create your own order to the series which is kind of intriguing i guess so i mean the idea is that you do eventually watch all the episodes it's just you can watch them in any order you like so thoughts <laughs> i mean it's got jean galo esposito in it and you can't really go wrong with him so yeah. that's a good start the benefit that this has oddly got with netflix is if he's only in the first season and you cancel it after one season then at least jean galo esposito has had, had yes. his uh, time on the show which is good if you're taking like an anthology type of route with this not saying i want it to be cancelled after one season but if it is which is a possibility because it's netflix i'll probably just watch the episodes as they come up i think i can't see myself sort of like going to the more episodes and then picking them out i'll probably just sort of press play and then let well, it yeah happen, i imagine happen a lot, that way i imagine a lot of people will just sort of press play and go through it I, yeah I, like I don't you know. normally would do with them Show, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether how they're presenting it, whether they are going to present them in a list or whether they're going to just present you with a bunch of colours and say, pick one. So it sort of forces you to pick a random order for it. I don't know how it's going to be presented, but Giacarlo Esposito is one of the cast members. You've also got Paz Vega, who was in The OA, Rufus Sowell, who was in Men in the High Castle, Daddy Gabrielle, who was in You, Peter Mark Kendall, who was in The Americans, Rosalind Elbe, who was in Rami, and Jai Courtney from Suicide Squad, and new Tasha Noor, who was in Here and Now. Who was he playing in Suicide Squad? Jai Courtney was Captain Boomerang in Suicide oh, Squad. right, yeah. Was he one of the ones that was in both films? Uh, briefly so. in the second film, I think, yes. Yeah. <laughs> As a lot of people were briefly in that second film. Eric Garcia is the creator of it. He did uh, Strange But True and Repo Men, Anonymous Rex. He's creator, showrunner, EP, and writer of it. So it sounds like an interesting one. It's um, launching on the 1st of January. So it's something you can go and mess around with on New Year's Day while you're nursing your hangover, which maybe isn't the best thing to watch. It's like a show you can watch in a random order when you're nursing a hangover, but there you go. Um, And it's called Kaleidoscope and it's a heist thriller. One to look out for. When you said Jigsaw, I immediately thought of Saw. Do you think that's why they, or do you think they weren't bothered? Why why do you think they renamed it? Yes, I think that's probably why they renamed it. And also the fact that they've gone for colours as the titles of the episodes, uh-huh. I think, as well as the other reason why they've gone for Kaleidoscope, I think, because it's kind of difficult to name it after jigsaw pieces because you can't really do that. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's why. But uh, yes, I suspect one of the other reasons is the fact that the jigsaw is in this context, in you know, in film context, mm-hmm. is kind of quite... Imagine if they'd called it Jigsaw and you got Jean-Claude Bazio in the front and some people might think like, oh, he's Jean-Claude Bazio is in a, in a Saw TV yes, show. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, that may be one of the reasons why they've changed the name of it. But uh, yeah, it's called Kaleidoscope, 1st of January for that on Netflix. So that's all the news we've got for this week. Just some times for some highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> 
So highlights for next week. We have New Amsterdam returning for a fifth and final season. That's run straight off the back of season four. I think they're running two episodes a week as well. So they're running double episodes back to back. That's starting on the 7th of December at 9pm. So check that out. Spy Among Friends, as I mentioned earlier, that is um, based on the New York best-selling book written by Ben McIntyre. And that's coming to ITVX on the 8th of December. You've got Plebs. Soldiers of Rome, which is a movie which is sort of rounding off the five seasons of Plebs. That's on the 8th of December on ITVX as well. I mentioned ITVX is free. It's a replacement for the ITV Hub. Anywhere you can find the ITV Hub, you can now find the ITVX app. So go and check that out. Little America Season 2, that starts on Apple TV on the 9th of December. Dragon Age Absolution, new animated series based on the Dragon Age video games. That starts on the 9th of December on Netflix and uh, Strike Trouble Blood the latest Strike adaptation that lands on BBC One and that's on the 11th of December Sunday night I'm not sure the exact time of that but you can go and check that out as well so that's Strike Trouble Blood on BBC One and iPlayer that's all the stuff we have for you this week. As I mentioned earlier, the Geek Town Awards are now live. So go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards and you can go and enter into those. Uh, tell us what you've been watching and playing over the last 12 months and uh, you'll be entered into the prize draw for that as well. Matt, if people want more of your stuff, where can they find you? If you want to hear more from me and my reviews and whatnot, uh, entertainmenttalk.org or search for the same name on your favorite podcast platforms for TV. TV, games, films, and eventually again, Man United podcasts once this World Cup is over with. There's all that. Done a bunch of film reviews recently. Done things like Smile and Don't Worry Darling and A24's X and some other ones like that, Black Panther as well uh, recently. So you can check those out. Doing the uh, Gaming Talk podcast as well. Got the Game Awards this week. That's the Jeff Keighley hosted show. So we'll see this week what wins what and what gets announced as well in terms of new games and whatnot. We tried to do some predictions yesterday. So check out all of that doing some other stuff over there as well if you want to follow me I haven't been that active on Twitch or YouTube recently but if you want to follow me on either of those platforms uh, Twitch is eTalkUK and YouTube is Entertainment Talk Plays uh, also big note as well we reviewed the Walking Dead finale yes recently the uh, 24th episode of season 11 and hopefully this will we'll be doing series wrap up as well we'll be, we'll be getting into some comic book comparisons because I finished the book so we'll talk about the different endings and whatnot so uh yeah, go and check us out for all that. And soon, uh, Last of Us TV show will be here. And I'm I'm sure I'll have a thing or two to say about that when that yes, comes out as well. So, I'm sure will. Uh, check out all that stuff. But that's me. So go and find Matt over on entertainmenttalk.org. For other people involved in the show, you can kind of, of course, go find Bex on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes. That's B-Y-T-E-S. And uh, lots of fun things going on over on her stream. Always uh, retro gaming and sitting in boxes and just chatting and uh, all that sort of stuff. So go and check out Bex over there and Daryl you can find at hollywoodnorthnews.net for all the TV shows that you love which are shot in Canada for us go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at geektownuk that is everything we shall see you next week bye bye
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 